you beautiful human beings. This is 2022 Tiana reporting live behind the mic to let you know that we are about to jump into a blast from the past with an old episode from 2020. However, we thought it would be fitting to revisit this one as we cover the Asian Australian traditions that we grew up with, including Lunar New Year. So we hope you enjoy. Don't worry, we will be back next week with a hot new episode. So until then, hope you have a fabulous Lunar New Year with your loved ones and we'll hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to Unapologetically Asian a place where we talk about navigating through adulthood as Asian Australians. You're joined as always by Tiana and Twee. Hello. <laughs> Ahoy me hearties. <laughs> we just spent like five minutes recording the intro, even though we've done this like a thousand <laughs> times, because for some reason we've got the giggles today. Yeah, oh my god, I just kept laughing every single time. And with that being said, we thought it would only be fitting to do a episode dedicated to Asian, Asian traditions. traditions. Woohoo! Yay. So what's what's next week actually? It's going to be that next week. Yeah. So that is Lunar New Year or Chinese mm-hmm. New Year or Vietnamese New Year. You know, it's it's one of the New Years. <laughs> someone asks me, oh yeah, like what's what do you celebrate throughout the year? I always say Chinese New Year, even mm-hmm. though I'm Vietnamese. Mm. What's the correct term for it? Like Lunar New Year? I think that's more like broader. Yeah, thing. because I think the reason why the New Year doesn't fall on the first of the first, like traditional Western culture, is because it follows the... Lunar calendar. The lunar calendar. So it's looking mm. at the moons and shit, right? <laughs> yes, uh, very accurate. Yes, the moons and shit. Literally the um, moon cycle. This year it's a bit earlier. Usually it's in Feb, but this year it's in the end of Jan. So it's actually the day before Australia Day. Australia, mate. So before we dive into the bigger Asian traditions that we've grown up with, we thought it'd be fitting to set the scene a little bit and talk through what we do like on a daily basis that revolves around Asian traditions. I think something really important is that the core of everything, family, is very important. Mm. And also there's this huge emphasis on respect and hierarchy of respect. So respect for elders is absolutely paramount. Yeah. And this is something that I think exists across Asia. So Tweet, what do you and your family normally do that you think is like a important Asian cultural tradition? We have a altar at home mm-hmm. where on it, it will be a picture of any of our grandparents or family members who have passed. And every now and then, usually on like specific days in the month, I'm not quite entirely sure, they'll light some incense and then pray and wish for like good fortune and like sometimes we'll have like little serving plates of food. We'll put it on the altar as like kind of sort of like an offering to mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. wherever they are in the world. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Do you do something similar? I know you like incense. Mm-hmm. Is that on a daily basis though? Yes. So I think I'm in a pretty unique position because my dad is Buddhist and my mum is Catholic. Mm. So I do a bit of praying and celebrate different religious events on both sides. Oh, you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Um, so for an example, with the Buddhist side, we do have an altar like you. On the altar, basically there is Buddha and then also we have 
pictures of ancestors that have also passed. We also have a dish and inside this dish there is sand, very fine sand, um, and this is where you put your incense, incense sticks in yeah. when you pray. Every morning and every night, either my brother, myself or my dad will light up an incense stick and then boil some water. We pour the water in a teacup and we offer that up. And also there is usually a plate of fruit that we have on the altar as well. And we do this weekly when we go to the shops and we get nice fruit and we put it on the plate. And then what happens is that I'll light the incense stick and then I will bow three times. I'll put the stick on and then I'll bow another three times. And when I'm bowing, I'm like praying in my head and I'm praying to Buddha. When you pray, is it like making a wish or like something? Or do you just, like, what do you think in your head? Buddha, make my life good. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, yeah, like maybe I'm wishing for health for a family member Mm. or maybe I'm wishing for... A um, good day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does vary. On the Catholic side, so we have like statues of Mary and stuff around the house. I think it is a similar thing that they do in Catholicism? Catholicism. Catholicism. (laughs) Basically Buddhism, but the Catholic version. (laughs) It is a similar thing though, that we pay respects to those who have passed. Yeah. Whenever I've gone to the temple with my family, I always find it so interesting that there are so many different types of Buddha. You know, mm-hmm. you've got your lucky Buddha, the one with the fat belly, and if you mm-hmm. rub it, good luck, mate. You've got good luck. <laughs> I always, like, rub my friend's stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so happy, and I'm just like, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got the Buddha that looks really scary, but apparently he scares off the bad spirits, and then, you know, there's just a different Buddha for mm. different things. The reason why... I find it very interesting is because I know with Thai Buddhism and Lao Buddhism, Mm -hmm. they only pray or, yeah, I guess pray to one Buddha. Mm -hmm. So he's the main, the main dude who... The main dog, the big cheese. Yeah, the big cheese who started the religion. The big B. Yeah. And then as that religion filtered down to different parts of Asia, Mm. it blended in and it kind of changed and molded based on where it was going. So with the Buddhism that I follow, that's why we have so many different Buddhas Mm. Mm. because that's blended in the traditional Chinese culture where they already had these other existing deities. Mm. And then they kind of like incorporated those deities into Buddhism, if that makes sense. What's a deity for those who don't know? So deity is pretty much a god or a goddess. In any sort of religion. Although I practice both religions in different ways, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a very, very religious person. Like, Mm. I don't go to church every single Sunday. I don't go to the temple, like, every single week. Yeah. But I still have respect for both religions. Mm. So, mum and dad, they've recently adopted Ang Jay two days a week, which basically means that they eat vegetarian for two days a week. And it's really cute because my dad actually said, okay, if I'm vego for these days, my dog will be vego for these days because (laughs) he wants Rocket to be reincarnated into a human when he dies. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, my God. That is so cute. (laughs) So on those two days, my dogs were like, what? Where's my meat, guys? (laughs) You know what's funny? The majority of Asians out there who have an altar usually have some sort of red glowing light there. Like there's a mm. candle or something that's usually red, right? And it will light up your whole room in a very ominous way because it's just red. And how you know an Asian household is Asian if you drive past it and you look in, if there's like a red glowing light <laughs> coming from the window, it's probably the the Asian altar. <laughs> I used to, like, because if you drive past my house, that light is always on, right? Mm-hmm. 
So at nighttime, it just looks really fucking scary because you just see this like <laughs> glowing red light coming from the windows. Yeah. Yeah. And I just found that pretty funny. It's hilarious, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. I'm kidding. So one big thing that we celebrate are death anniversaries of our ancestors. So pretty much a death anniversary is kind of like the opposite of a birthday. It's kind of paying respect to the day that someone in your family has passed away. Mm-hmm. I think to an extent it is celebrating because you're celebrating their life, right? When I think of death anniversaries, I always remember like a big feast of food. Mm. And, you know, you, it's a chance where you get to catch up with your cousins and stuff. And obviously mm. it, it was sad that your ancestors or your family members passed away. Mm. But also I think at these anniversaries, the conversation always turns to remembering different moments that you had with that person that passed on. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really special because their memory still lives. It is literally like a celebration because we invite all the family and friends to your house. You set up the altar with fruit. Sometimes if you want to be extra, you might order like big roast pig or something. Mm. We always have the same sort of food. How about I say it in Vietnamese and then you try to translate oh, okay, it. Okay. Okay. So we have... Oh my god, what a challenge. Okay. Yeah. So we have our jaya. Spring rolls. Soy. Which is sticky rice. So you can have... Uh, there's a savory version with lap sung, which is the, you know, that sausage, that really nice sausage. I can't, Chinese sausage. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also your sweet version, which mm. is like your colored sticky rice. Yeah. And you usually have like sugar or something. Yeah, that shit's good. Delicious. And we also have gai. Which is like basically a Vietnamese salad. And sometimes it might be in the form of like, you know, your cabbage and chicken or it's actually better than it sounds okay guys we have like one high oh yes so this is your vermicelli noodles and they're in like little pillows <laughs> and then there's like spring onion yeah. like spring onion and oil on top and you usually have this with nem nung yeah so nem nung is your pork balls is this the same for you too like every single death anniversary you go to you have the same food no, nah, that- we don't always have the same. Mm. It just depends on who's hosting it. Mm. Some will have pig on the spit. Some will have the traditional food that you just said. Mm. But yeah, it varies, I think. Really? I remember when I was a kid, we used to call it, it's called knock-in, so that means reading prayers. And I would always look forward to it because I wouldn't get to see my cousin. This was when I was living in Queensland. I wouldn't get to see my cousins that often. Mm. And this was like the one opportunity where we get to go, we see all our cousins. So back then, I didn't really understand. Like I knew someone had passed, yeah. but that wasn't like on the in the forefront of why I wanted to go. It was more mm. like, I want to see my cousins and I want to eat the food. I'm hungry now, man. Like, we have some good tasting food. (laughs) But yeah, honestly, I think my parents just use it as a good excuse to have a fucking massive party. This is like your average Asian family gathering. Mm. You have the women inside chit-chatting, gossiping. Maybe some of them are gambling, playing cards and stuff. Mm. And then you have the men outside getting pissed. (laughs) Like, drinking. They've got slabs and slabs of beer. And then, like, the cousins are either in their room playing games little kids are running around being all annoying and shit i love family gatherings there is like a portion at the beginning of the event where we sit down with our little pamphlets and like there's prayers Mm. that are said in vietnamese Mm. and then after that it feels like that goes on forever and i know that sounds so bad but (laughs) as a kid you're like fuck when will this finish so i can go eat and play with my cousins yeah yeah true at the beginning of the death anniversary day we gong Mm. which is kind of like, yeah, we give our offerings and we're not allowed to touch or eat the food until a period of time has passed. Mm -hmm. Then afterwards we can eat and feast. Okay, on a 
I don't know. Let's talk about Asian weddings. Oh, yes. They go off. Have you ever been to a white people wedding? I haven't been to, like, you know, where both people in the couple are white, mm. but my auntie married a Aussie. So a big difference between Asian weddings and white weddings is the food, right? Yeah, bro. So my auntie, I'm pretty sure she had white food at the wedding. So that was like, you know, do you want your chicken or do you want your steak? <laughs> I think a lot of the time as well, people in my family, when they get married, there's always this pressure from the elders in the family to have Asian food mm. because I feel like Asian people just gravitate towards Asian food, right? Yeah. And they're very picky with that. So that's a way that you kind of please everyone. Yeah. So I've never been to like a Western wedding. I've mm. only ever been to Asian weddings and all of them, they always have at minimum like a seven course meal. Mm. And that seven course meal could include like lobster, shark fin soup, some high-end shit that you won't need. Scallops. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Say that again. Scallops. Scallops? Scallops. Repeat, Guys, it's re- scallops. Repeat after me. Scallops. Scallops. <laughs> yeah, a lot of seafood involved, but it's so different from Western wedding where you have like, yeah, your chicken or your steak and then yeah. you have, you know, your tiny ass entree. Mm. You're right. With Asian weddings, there's several courses, whereas with white weddings, it seems that you only have three courses. But um, something that I really love about Asian weddings, I love the tea ceremony. If you've never been to a tea ceremony before, traditionally it usually occurs early on in the morning of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And essentially it is when the bride's family and the groom's family kind of officially meet and present to each other different gifts and offerings. Yeah. So um, something that I distinctly remember is... The aunties and uncles and, you know, grandparents and stuff of each family will like take turns. family. Yeah, yeah. Will take turns to sit down on chairs and basically speak to the bride and groom and pay their respects and also give them their well wishes and mm-hmm. then give them, like, lessee. I remember, like, the in-laws in particular, they would exchange, for example, they gave my auntie, um, like, diamond earrings or something yep, like that's that. that's the thing that we do as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's this really nice ceremony because you're able to gather as a family and, and it's really mm-hmm. a nice intimate experience. Yeah. Another big difference between Western and Asian weddings is the idea of gifting presents. So I know with Western culture, usually people gift, like, homeware or... A kettle. A kettle, you know. Yeah. No, usually they have, like, a registry where you set it up and you list a bunch of items that you'd possibly want and then people can go on it and then they can pick and then they can Mm. buy that shit yeah but um with asian weddings yeah it's money it's money (laughs) (laughs) we have a wishing well yeah that's why i reckon asians always want to have big weddings because big weddings equals more guests equals more money on my side of the family whenever my parents go to a wedding of someone one of our relatives or whatnot they actually write it down or even when we give money into the wishing well the family of the whoever's getting group. yeah mm. whoever's getting married and we'll write down who has given what and how much as well oh. so in the future they can repay them back the same amount or more oh, or whatever right. yeah so it's kind of like <laughs> how my mom explained it to me those people are kind of like collecting debt oh, or something okay. money that's owed to them yeah and that's how they see it. They see it very, like, financially. Yeah. Yeah. Because weddings are fucking expensive. Yeah, let's be real. so <laughs> expensive. And if you plan it well, you can actually profit from a wedding rather than make a loss. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my brother made, I don't know if he was making a bullshit, but, like, he, he said he made, like, 20K profit. 
Jesus. Yeah. Wow. I think the money part of it is to cover the cost of how much it was for you to be there. Like for mm. an example, like for the food or the yeah. or whatever. But then also part of it is to help the bride and groom basically set up their new life together. Yeah. Life is expensive, mate. Oh my God, tell me about it. <laughs> Alrighty, so the big kahuna, the big event on all of our calendars is that. Mm. Yes, that. That is equivalent to my Christmas. For my family, that is the biggest occasion of the year. So what do you do during that? So the week before that, actually, so we did this thing where we're going to ong tao. Literal translation would mean there's this um, spirit that lives in your kitchen. Every year on this day, apparently what happens is that he goes to heaven and he talks to the other guys or gals up there. And he <laughs> tells them about our family and, and and how we've been going. And basically when we pray to him, we're praying that he will bring us good luck and prosperity and stuff mm. for the year. The way that we normally do that is my dad gets a cup, fills it up with rice. And this is where we put our incense sticks into. Mm. Um, and also we have a tray or a plate filled with tao lao so this is your mm. i don't know it's called like rat poop but it's actually um it's actually peanuts covered in the sugar uh. you got pink ones you got white ones and shit oh, that's yeah that's that is. yeah they call it rat poop in oh, viet um but then there's also you know your candied coconut yeah. um and you know your little sesame and peanut sweets mm. and we put that on the plate and we offer that up and something that we do is we wait until the incense sticks have you know finished burning and that's when we can reuse the kitchen again so we clean the kitchen make sure everything's like spotless we do that so we go and then we look in there so then you know we say goodbye to him and then we pick him up basically from heaven Mm. (laughs) in our uber i'm kidding (laughs) but yeah that's the lead up to that and then Ah, on that so you guys do it a week before it's a week before yeah Ah, we do it the night before that we do one the week before and then we do one the night the night before yeah so pick him up drop him off that type of thing you do that too we don't do it twice Mm. we only do it once okay yeah i never knew this back story behind it so that's quite interesting i just knew that my parents did some sort of ceremony and like offered some stuff and i was like oh okay cool and i'm like oh dad what are you doing now and he's like oh that's all I heard and that's all I remember. <laughs> I never like, questioned him or asked him about it. I just knew that he had did something before. Like yeah. he'll do the Ong Tao stuff and then he'll do another ceremony mm-hmm. outside of the house mm-hmm. and then one inside the house and then we can eat. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, cool. So mm. on the night of dead, we normally go temple. Do you go temple? No, not oh. on the night. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we go temple to pray and stuff. And then also there's like fireworks or firecrackers. Mm. So how my family does it, right? Um, on New Year's Eve, we do all of the ceremonies. So the Ong Dao and the Gong and all that. And then on like at midnight, the whole family has to be inside the house. Mm. Yeah. We just like spend that time as a family and like chat. And then that's when my parents offer our red pockets, like give out red pockets and stuff. Yeah. So I've only ever experienced temple fireworks and like the dragon and the lion dancing that happens on New Year's Eve, like maybe twice in my life. Because otherwise I've always been at home. Mm, yeah. yeah, I remember that that one year where we did not come home before midnight. Oh, Yo, shit. my dad was fucking pissed. Yeah. He was so pissed. He was he was fuming. Like when we got home, he didn't even want to talk to us. Mm. Yeah. On the day of that itself, like mum, she will cook up like some common dishes, like titka. Oh yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I and then we tic- eat that for the next like three so months. Titka, <laughs> titka is caramelized pork belly and there'll also be eggs as well 
Um, and then we'll get out our special chopsticks and plates oh, and bowls and shit. And we'll put the food on those special dishes. And then there's a table that we put in front of the altar. And then we do our praying to our ancestors and our praying to Buddha. We also have a watermelon. Oh, yes, the watermelon. Yeah. So if you cut the watermelon and it's very red inside, it means it's lucky. Good luck. Oh. So yeah, there you go. And we also have like this, just these little, um, you know, you might have your sunflower seeds mm. and then you have these pumpkin seeds and the outside they're like full of salt. Oh, yeah, I love them. I freaking so love them. Do you know, this is so weird, but when I was younger, I used to not throw away the outside. I used to eat the outside as well because it was salty. Like you'd bite on it and swallow it? Mm-hmm. I used to like suck on it. Mm. Well, I'd swallow it and then my parents would always be like, Tiana, that's probably not good for you. But I'm like, <laughs> but I like salty things. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. For us, we full set up our altar. Like we decorate the fuck out of it. Yeah. So we'll lay out some red tablecloth. Mm, same. And then we'll have all the altar stuff on top as well as food offerings such as plates of fruit mm-hmm. and then the watermelon as well but yeah. we don't we don't eat it until like well watermelon is a fruit toy <laughs> i'm talking about i'm mentioning your watermelon beforehand but then we don't cut it up during it we oh yeah no we yeah. don't cut it up during it either oh, we get okay. we stick this it's like a red, chinese like, thingy la- label on yeah, it. yeah i don't know what it means i have no idea but i just think it's like prosperity or something yeah and then yeah definitely the fruit as well like mum and dad will make it a point to visit the asian grocers get yeah. the best looking fruit like mm-hmm. it's got to look banging yeah and then we wash it clean it with tissue and then also flowers do you guys have flowers yeah, as we well have flowers um usually these yellow flowers mm. and my mum likes to buy lilies mm-hmm. yeah um, and we also have these like rainbow colored pieces of paper. We fold it and then we lay it out beneath the fruit. So it kind of hangs off the ledge of the table. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So it kind of like makes it look very colorful and pretty. Mm. And then, um, throughout the three days of dirt, we make sure that the incense is constantly burning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Funny story. One time I was so mesmerized by the smoke that comes out of the incense. I was sitting right in front of a pot of incense and staring at it for like probably like 30 40 minutes and then afterwards my nose started running and i was like oh, what the fuck? and then i blew my nose and out came black ash oh my mixing god with boogers. and i was oh like oh god. shit <laughs> like it just went straight up my nose but i was like wow the smoke is so cool <laughs> but yeah um you know how it goes over three days mm-hmm. day one my family either goes out of our house to visit other family members mm-hmm. and then day two we stay inside the house so people can come visit us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we make sure that we at least visit all of our closer relatives, yeah. families, and visit their houses at least once. Mm-hmm. The reason why, because when we go there, we pay respects to their ancestors by mm-hmm. praying at their altar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when people come to ours, they always light incense and they put it in the little pot thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a really big thing. Yeah, we do that as well. Mm-hmm. And also because, like, my dad has a big family. I think he has six siblings mm. so it's like he's the second oldest we go to all go to the my back's house so my yeah. the oldest brother and then we'll host and then it'll be another sister another brother like mm. it just goes down like the numbers basically mm. so is um are all your family like immediate family aunties and uncles in australia yes uh, that so my so good. yeah so yeah. my dad's other family is in melbourne mm. and then my mom's side of the family is in queensland with the whole idea of Lisi, so Lisi is probably the face of Lunar New Year. Mm. People tend to associate Lunar New Year with Lisi. So Lisi is basically the lucky red pockets, pockets or yep. envelopes. Um, and so inside, adults usually put in 
money in there and then Mm. you give the lucky money to the kids and so normally what would happen is my parents before they give it to us or or an adult they'll say something you know so that means like happy new year and they'll say some other stuff like basically wish you prosperity they wish you like when I was in uni still they'd be like oh we wish that you study hard and well Mm. and then you know for my brother like hope you um, do well at your job and so just well wishes for you yeah and then before we receive the lease, we would then uh, send the elders well wishes back. And so usually I kind of say the same thing. <laughs> I just say, Happy New Year, like in Vietnamese, um, hope it's prosperous and chúc mừng năm mới, like mang sư nhu ý and <laughs> all that. Yeah, it's so interesting. My parents never really taught me that. I kind of picked it up from other people and their well wishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's. I think it's a really cute moment. I don't know. Like, have you started giving younger oh, siblings hell no. or... Make hey, kids, Lisa. No, no. <laughs> In my head, I ain't gonna give shit until I'm married. I yeah, what like is the, the rule? Like, I don't I know. Ma- like, if you're married, then you start giving money out. Mm. So I've heard two things. I've heard if you're married, you start giving it. But then I've also heard if you're over the age of 18 and you've got a job, like a stable job, then you can start giving it to, like, your younger cousins and stuff. You know, obviously, if you're younger, Mm. I think people in your family understand that you don't have... The financial capability. Yeah, so then it's okay to give, like, a $20 note or something like that. Throughout When I was growing up, dirt was my... Bank. Bank. It was my only source of income for that entire (laughs) year. So... um, Damn, you must receive a lot then. No, but that's the thing. I thought I received a lot. When Mm. I was a kid growing up, my average was about $200 Mm. per year. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I have a rabbit family. I'm talking about, like, 30, 40 families, whatever. Mm. But then each person would give $5. Oh, that was right. Standard. Okay. Like, I might be lucky and get, like, a $10 note or a $20 note. Because our Australian dollar, the $20 mm. note is red. If I was to open it and see red, far by days be made. Like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, who gave me that? They're such ballers. But even, like, my auntie, right? My actual auntie auntie would give me, like, $10. Maybe $20 on a good year. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah because you have such a big family. Because mm. um, they can't afford to give like $20, $30. Mm. But I know other families and I've asked around, they'll be like, oh, how much did you get this year? I'll be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I got like one, 1K or 2K in total. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. how the fuck? It depends how close – it depends like how close you are to that particular family member. Yeah. Like for an example, if it's my mum and dad, then obviously I'll receive more from them. Mom if it's like from my – dad's sister or whatever mm. i'll receive and essentially you give it back to them anyways like mm. when because like if you lease their kids you're basically giving mm. back them the same amount anyway side note the other day i was cleaning my room mm. and um i shit you not i found so many red envelopes that i had not actually opened oh, yet or maybe God. i had opened but then i put them in a way in a safe place you know and also birthday cards from like my 18th birthday and shit and then i found all this money from these red envelopes and these Holy like birthday shit. cards and i literally found more than one thousand dollars worth of money of like no, i don't mean to sound you know ball or whatever, whatever. but you know i'm rich guys <laughs> uh, no Holy don't rob me jokes yeah i literally Damn. found i literally found all this money and i'm like what the fuck like that is the best gift to you. It's the best freaking feeling, right? When you've spent all day cleaning your room and then you find this money and you're like, damn, like 19 year old me, I'm a stupid man. I didn't use, I didn't like, well, I was stupid back then, but like 
it's good for future me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I just oh found God, like, you best. know, these $50 notes or $20 notes or $100 notes that's, or whatever. That's the dream. Because I always find like red pockets here and there. I'm always... And then, like, if there's actually money in there, father days be made. Yeah, though. it's so Oh, my good. God, you hit the jackpot. You literally yeah. hit the jackpot. Oh, I was like, damn, <laughs> this you is to yourself. <laughs> it's time to treat yourself. Oh, that's fucking sick ass. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really interesting speaking to my parents about how they celebrated that when they were younger. Mm. So my dad came over when he was like 10 so he did spend a bit of childhood in Vietnam and he was telling me how something that they would do that was really special during that was mm. each kid would get a new item of clothing when he explains it to me it makes me feel so I don't know it's just so cute like to yeah. hear things like that or he would say oh you know um the jar that you eat right he goes I remember my mum used to use a chopstick to beat the mung beans mm. and then each kid would like line up to you know, instead of licking the spoon, it's to lick the chopstick. Yeah. Aww. And it's just so cute. And then my mum came over here when she was four, but yeah. she does have, like, a few different memories here or there of how they celebrated that when they were younger. Mm. And, you know, it because it's a new year, there's a lot of um, a lot of little traditions that you do that symbolise, you know, a new beginning. So mm. whether that be, like, you get a new haircut or whether that be a new item of clothing or, yeah. you know, you do a bit of a clean of your house to make sure that, everything looks new mm. so I think it's a really nice time of the year to spend with your fam yeah so one of my favorite parts of that is the firecrackers so every year my dad would buy some illegal firecrackers from the back streets of St Albans and would light it up at 12 on New Year's Day and lately, I've been the brave one and lighting up myself. You know how fucking scary that shit is? Because you have to light it. You have to make sure that that little piece of rope is actually, you know, on fire. And then you have to, like, run for your fucking life because otherwise, like, it'll pop straight in your face. But yeah, it's so awesome because it's not only your household that's doing it. All the Asian households in the neighborhood are doing it as well. And it's just like, oh, it's so good to hear it because that signifies the start of the, mm. yeah. And yeah, it's so funny. You can just hear all these like banging noises <laughs> and all the dogs barking in the background at exactly 12 on New Year's Day. It's interesting to say that because I live in a really white area, so mm. we don't have any firecrackers really? around our area. No, oh like we, we, I mean, maybe you'd hear like a firecracker here or there, but I've heard that nothing compares to that in Vietnam. Like I've just heard that it's yeah. really lit there. Like I really, I want to go back. Yeah. I want to go see it one day. For sure. It's so crazy because a majority of my direct and immediate family, like my bro- my dad's brothers and sisters or mum's brothers and sisters are all in Vietnam and mm-hmm. we have such a massive family. I'm talking about like at least five, six siblings on each side. Mm-hmm. Like in Australia, I only have two aunties. So mm-hmm. think about that. Two out of like the 20 siblings mm-hmm. that my parents have are mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. In the 35 years that they've been in Australia, they have never gone back to Vietnam to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. It you is know, quite. It's quite yeah. expensive to go back around that time, mm. um, but I, I've, there's a lot of families that are going back this year because yeah. it's so early on in the year and kids mm. are still on I think on holidays. school days. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of like cousins and stuff here. So on the third day of the dirt period, we organize a massive family gathering, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about like at least 150 attendees to this. Mm-hmm. So we full book our whole like venue. And everyone will congregate and meet up there and we'll have, like, food. Who organises that? So is it, like, 
Does it rotate or? So to provide some context, my family are from an island off the coast of Vietnam. It's a really small island and everyone kind of knows each other. So like during the immigration period when everyone came to Australia, it's like whoever was from that island kind of came together mm. and congregated and formed like this small community mm. of people from that island. And ever since then, they've started this tradition where we all get together for New Year's and we all celebrate together. Mm-hmm. So I have so many like people that I call my cousins, even though I'm not like directly related to them, mm-hmm. like blood related to them. But mm-hmm. I still call them my cousins anyway because we grew up with together mm-hmm. in this sort of community. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on that third day, we all get together, all eat, have fun, party. It's crazy. It's like a big, massive family family gathering. And yeah, back then we used to hold like mini concerts and performances where um, people will sign up for it. And then like, they, we do have like an organizing um, like committee somewhere. Someone organizes, someone has to organize it. Um, but yeah, and we, ho- we actually hold fundraisers throughout the year to fund this big oh, event really? as well. Oh, really? That's yeah. so interesting. Um, that sounds really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. It's kind of, it's sad because it's dying out. Because now it's at the stage where it's slowly being handed down to the younger generation, but we're not as close compared to like our parents who are really tight with all the other parents. And now it's like, ow, they're getting old, so they want to pass it on. But there's not really many people to pass it on to who are that committed. So hopefully maybe in the future we can sort something out. I think I have a fear of that as well. I have a fear that the younger generation, like slowly our culture is going to, dissipate and it's just gonna just it's just gonna disappear yeah or people are just gonna forget you know something as simple as speaking Vietnamese Mm. so that's why I think it's so important that as young Asian Australians we remember our roots Mm. and that we try to carry through these traditions and pass them on to you know the younger generation and whether that be our kids in the future or our younger cousins or siblings or whatever I think it's just so important because one day you know, what if in down the bloodline, like they just don't celebrate or do this anymore? Mm. It'd be such a shame and such a, a waste for mm. such an amazing part of, yeah. of, of our culture. So, yeah, I think it's so important. And I think at an individual level as well, it feels so amazing to be able to relate with these experiences with someone else mm. and have that connection with someone. Mm-hmm. And it's via these traditions and these cultures that we carry on that we can have that sort of connection. Mm-hmm. Like me talking about it with you, it just feels so good and it feels yeah. so wholesome. And like, why wouldn't you want to continue that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely encourage you guys out there mm. to, you know, next time your mum or dad, they're giving you Lisa, or next time you go to the temple or whatever, mm. just stop and appreciate that moment because it's special and also keep an eye out on what your parents and what they're doing so you can continue on with it as well Mm. i think one thing i'm going to focus on this year is learning all of the traditions and customs and things that my mum or my dad will do Mm -hmm. in preparation Mm -hmm. for new year's and during new year's as well Mm -hmm. because what I've been doing in the past is just laying back and watching from a distance and not really paying attention. Mm. So yeah. Being more active, yeah. Being more active, yeah. Even just, I think, even just talking to your parents about it, like, oh, why do we do this? Mm. Or um, asking them, oh, so in the past, what did you guys used to do as kids? Or yeah. what do you remember about it? Because even if you aren't as close to your parents as others are, mm. you're able to kind of establish a bit of a closer connection to them yeah. from that, I think, anyway. Wow, what a wholesome way to end. <laughs> Love it. Um, I just want to say chúc mừng năm mới to all yes. of our beautiful friends out there and um, listeners. Mm-hmm.
basically means happy new year guys <laughs> happy new year it's the year of the rat this year this is yes, our, our year, year. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode we hope that you found it interesting and hope that you can um, relate to some of the things that we were talking about mm-hmm. if you'd like to find out more about us you can follow us on instagram at unapologetically azn and also feel free to subscribe to us on apple podcasts and follow us on spotify, spotify. we'd really really appreciate it Um, Thank you again for your love and support. We're sending it right back to you. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Love y'all. Love y'all. Peace out.